We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. friends welcome to oh man it's not mab's party is it it's the first time of the season that i'm actually hosting a group therapy welcome to pod mavericks group therapy i am kirk henderson editor-in-chief over at mavsmoneyball.com as those of you who have listened and followed to this this show for a long time uh after most games i try to host these live shows where you can come in here and talk basketball with another live person uh, my friend, uh, one of my friends, ironically enough, a Bucks fan named Ben Thompson talks a lot about touching grass and actually, uh, talking to real people and not spending so much time online. So here we are, uh, at about 10 45 on November 18th, Saturday night, talking a little basketball following the Dallas Mavericks losing to the Milwaukee Bucks, 132 to 125. For those of you who uh, might be a little, you know, trepidatious about joining the show, there in the YouTube comments, there is a, a link to something called StreamYard, which allows you to join this show live. It's very easy. You can do it by phone. You can do it by your computer. You don't have to show your face if you don't want to. Shout out to my guy, Leo, who never shows his face. He's like Batman. Uh, and we can talk basketball till people are content. But because the, there's another game, I don't know, in about 20 hours, maybe there's not too much we really need to discuss. Uh, currently, don't have a ton of, uh, don't have anybody uh, that have joined the show that wants to talk just yet. And that's sort of the nature of these things. Um, sorry for a little bit of a late start tonight. I had to write the uh, the recap for Mavs Moneyball because we had a bit of an editing snafu, uh, not editing, um, scheduling snafu. And... We are, uh, I had to write about 400 words in about 10 minutes. Uh, I'm technically not even done. So once uh, I have some guests up here, 
I might uh, quietly type and try to finish out this recap. Um, I see my friend Micah has actually joined down there. So we're going to bring Micah up here first and hear what he has to say about tonight's game. Micah, welcome to the show once again. How are you? Good, Kirk. How's everything going? Uh, you know, not bad. Not bad. This this is one of those games that uh, I think if the Mavericks weren't hadn't already won nine times, I'd probably be mad. But they let it get away. They had a lot of things not go their way. And, you know, some of these things aren't correctable. Like the Mavericks just aren't going to get bigger, for example. Um, but is Derek Jones Jr. going to go 0 for 7? Is Grant Williams going to miss? Like, are the Mavericks going to miss five corner threes in a quarter? Like, open corner threes? Like, I just, I, I'm, I'm not super hung up on it. Like, I, there's, no. there's elements of this game I think fans are really mad about, but I'm just not there yet. So tell me where you are. I'm look, I hate making this excuse. I really do, but that fish shading is gross. Okay. Um, so talk me through it. What what which parts really drove you nuts? Well, to be honest, it's overall fish shading in the NBA. And um Chris talked about it in, in a space I was with in them um in with them and I've just been noticing it around the league is what happened. Crazy idea. <clears throat> so they called up 13 G League officials mm. to start officiating the NBA. And if you like take a notice at the, because I watch a whole lot of games, like different teams and everything. So you start looking around the league, look at those crews, and you're like, I've never seen them ref a game before. Yep. Who the hell are they? You yep. know, so um, there's a lot of inexperience, and I I don't think that they're ready to officiate the speed of an NBA game. It's almost like you would just – it's one of those questions you – like if you had a chance to ask Adam Silver, like – Right. Adam, Adam, let me ask you a question. Would any coach think about starting three G League players for a big game? Then why is it a good idea for three G League officials? I I thought there was like two or three stretches that weren't good for the refs tonight, but the Mavericks made sort of a business decision that if Giannis had a full head of steam, they weren't going to foul him. Um, where they did a much better job in the third quarter was basically throwing a second body at him earlier, which resulted in him having to sort of spin away and slowed down his momentum so he didn't make quite as many paint shots, even though he made 14 of 14 at the rim, if I'm looking at this correctly. Um, where I was a little bit – where I continue to be frustrated with the NBA officiating is not tonight's game. It's players don't get ref the same. I mean, Dame Lillard is a is a wonderful basketball player and a 10 of 10 foul merchant. And because he weighs 170 pounds, he gets refereed much differently than Luka Doncic. The further you are the way from the basket, too, the more likely it is you're going to get a bullshit call. I mean, Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic scoring or shooting eight free throws to Dame's 10 is silly. That part is silly. That's not why they lost the game, but it was a little maddening to me. So I, I understand why you feel that way. Um... I mean, overall, it's, these bigger teams are just going to give us problems. Mm. Now, at the same time, that being said, we also scored 125. Yeah. Again. Because the, and the reason for that is, and we scored a lot in the paint. The reason for that is, 
people mistakenly think that that's a center issue. Oh no, well, it's all the wings. It's guys that are like I I, I found a, a friend of mine who's a who's a Bucks who's a Bucks Twitter guy. I sent him a gif of of the King of Queens like doing uh like uh, like like gesturing somebody because it's like the Mavs just lead people to the rim. They're like, hey, come come right. score right here. It's wonderful. All right. Um. Yeah. It, so both teams they face the same issues. Is nobody is neither one of us can guard point of attack and. If you're not stopping dribble penetration, that's what leads to all the points in the paint, not as much as your your center rotation. Yep. And um, Josh Green is just uh, – he's continuing to die on every screen, like, and um, he's just not giving you nothing. It's like no. – it's, it's bad. I, I understand the start of his career, but at the same time, when he's got to stop, every, like every screen he sees is the first screen he's seen, that right? Because he's just like, wait, what the fuck? Every time, yeah. And so, sorry, like, like you said in the live, like if a six-two guy can get around the screen, I think you should be okay. Yeah. Like, so he's, um, it's it's um. Progression isn't linear. That's often said. He's taking a step. But, that hurts. But when you regress, that's an issue. And he is seriously regressed. Um, he's just, I don't know. It's like, it's getting so bad. I said jokingly, I damn near, I damn near pack him up for Drummond and Craig right now. <laughs> he's so bad. But I don't know. I don't know what that said. I, I think. And, and it's not just that. It's um, but he's getting outplayed by a rookie and and a and two vet men guys. Like yeah. that's just it's not a good look. No, that part hurts. That part hurts. Well, man, thank you so much for joining. Hope you enjoyed uh, some of the other games while you were waiting for this. It seemed like the end of that Oklahoma City Warriors game was bananas. I can't wait to go watch that one. Oh, they are so cooked. Oh man, I looked at that box score. Yeah, they're down bad. The um the dynasty is officially in the um they are how we put this. Um I would say the 2022 Warriors were the 2010 Lakers and now we're seeing we're seeing the 2012 Lakers. The corpse just out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much Mike for getting us started. I appreciate you joining as always. Right. Have a good one, Kurt. All right, I got like six people waiting, which is fantastic, um, including a couple of folks who are regulars. So I'm going to bring somebody who isn't uh, up here every game. It's my man, Tyron. How we doing, Tyron? Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, Kirk? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not normally, I'm not, I'm not full of my normal piss and vinegar tonight. I don't know what it is. Yeah, same. And I, I just want to congratulate you. Uh, and I've also been missing for the exact same reason. <laughs> Congratulations to you too. Fantastic. Good for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but uh about the game tonight, uh kind of to piggyback off of what Micah said, um what's been bothering me this season so far is like like you said, no everybody's not ref the same. And it bothers me that uh Derek Lively is getting the rookie treatment. 
uh, like he did tonight. Some of those foul calls that he got were bullshit, and we all know how integral he is to our team. And when referees just, you know, blow the whistle anytime he sneezes, it hurts our team. Like it's 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 very frustrating to watch, and it's it's like he gets so many whistles just to the point now where he's beginning to second guess himself, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, that. I feel like in the fourth quarter when he picked up those two quick fouls, I was just kind of like, fuck, there goes the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's very hard to watch, uh, especially when you got somebody, like you said, Damian Lillard out there doing whatever the fuck and, you know, never gets a whistle. Like, I've seen LeBron James literally put his head down and plow through a guy who's had his feet planted the whole possession and he never gets a call. It's just, it's hard to watch and it's frustrating to watch because I don't want Derek Lively to start to lose uh, confidence or become, you know, hesitant, start second-guessing himself out there because he's such a, a good center and an integral part of this team. I don't want the NBA referees to stunt his growth. And I hate using the NBA referees as a talking point, but it's something that I've seen every game, and it's very frustrating. Yeah, watch. and I would say like Lively has has largely avoided a lot of the pitfalls I thought he would experience this year in terms of fouling trouble. But the flip side is now he's obviously so important that when he does get into foul trouble, it just hurts because he picked up his fourth, I think, with six minutes left in the third quarter. And I remember thinking like that that's not going to work out for Dallas. Only the Mavericks actually managed to do okay. I mean, where things really went to hell in the handbasket was a fourth quarter stretch. I looked it up. Kyrie went out with eight minutes left in the fourth. The Mavericks, uh, they were up 109-101. Luka hits a jumper to make it 111-101. to The Mavericks didn't score again for three minutes. And at that point, the Bucks just made a parade. They hit some threes. Giannis went to the line. It's like, you know, the Mavericks very easily could have won this game, and I think we would have been pretty excited. But it's just like – there's just enough where a team that's you know significantly better than them, and I really do think the Bucks are significantly better than them. It 100%. exposes you and it hurts, and and it's you know I know a lot of fans like so many people. I get these messages. It's like I'm sick of Dwight Powell, and it's like, well, who else are they supposed to put in? Kid's not going to play Rashawn Holmes. He's just not. So it's like yeah. this is this is where we are. We got we got to dance with who brought us. I, I I really really would like to know what's up with that. Because um, me from- too. I mean, he hasn't looked terrible. Not any different, you know. Like, I just what does Powell like? Powell, I get the off. I, I just don't know. I, I don't think I'm the smartest basketball person at all. But like, I don't get what Dwight is giving you that that guy. Like, the difference in the in the results is it going to be that drastic? Can we see it? That's my that's my main thing. Yeah, exactly. I just want to see it because uh, I've been one of those people who's been wanting Rashawn Holmes on this team for a long time. I've been a fan of his for a long time, so I actually watched him while he's playing in Sacramento. And I can tell you firsthand, Rashawn Holmes has put some of the top NBA bigs like in prison. You know, on offense, because he's pretty amazing on offense with the no he, defensively does. speaking. I've seen, I've literally watched him live put some of the NBA's elite bigs in jail. So I don't, I don't know what happened. It's, it's, it's kind of one of those mysteries. Maybe we'll sure. find out one day on the old man in the three. Who knows? Hey, that's a good. Point. Uh, but my my second thing is uh, Josh Green. And I think I, I think things are going to change with the old guard kind of moving out and the new era starting to come in. You don't pay these young guys all that money based off of one season. You just don't do it. 
I mean, percentage of cap though, he's not making a ton. I mean, he's going to be making thirteen million dollars when the cap is like one hundred and forty. Like that's yeah. that is kind of what it is. You know, he he's it's not a bargain. That's not what I mean. But the Mavericks, one of the things they they finally got in a pretty good place with is they have like tradable guys, tradable yeah. contracts, where it's not like you have Luca and Chris Stapps and then three guys that make minimum deals. Josh Green's young enough to where let's say we're still sick of him in 40 games or in 60 games when the season's over. Somebody will take a bite at that because they got like, there was, you know, some of these NBA like cap guys were expecting him to get as much as 18 to 20. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I just like, that would have killed me. I didn't want to say that out loud and make anyone angry, but that would have, that would have hurt me. And like, like, cause I just, I, I've, I still believe green can play better than this. Um, but I've never been like the big Josh Green believer. Yeah. It's it's like he's he's fine. He's functional. Yeah. So I I don't know. The pay is not it, it, it doesn't really bother me at this point because it's it's kind of a him on the Mavericks is better than him not on the Mavericks and the Mavericks replacing him with nothing. It's yeah. just he they have to figure out what will work for him. And he's yeah. just he's out there running around. He's just like getting getting a great job, getting a great run in. It's yeah. painful. I think he needs to figure out what work what works for him first. <laughs> and the only reason why I brought pay into it, I'm not saying he's not worthy of being paid, but it's just kind of like we all it's saw what happened. It's weird when you see that much money. It is weird. It, it is. You know, it's just kind of like the whole Jordan pool of it all, right? Like, you know, he came from G League, landed in Golden State, and was balling his ass off. Then he got the bag, and then trying to challenge Steph Curry on the court. Like, bro, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, That's right. Yeah, I just think we need to take a step back on and and spend more time evaluating guys. And I think that's what been one of the Mavericks. Maybe they'll work on it now. I don't know, because the Mavericks have been trending in the right direction as far as the front office goes. Mm-hmm. 100%. But uh, that's pretty much all I have tonight. Uh, we lost this game. I'm not too upset about it. They're, I mean, the gold, not Golden State. Wait, I'm sorry, the Milwaukee Bucks. They've been having their issues, but they're still the fucking Milwaukee Bucks. Like you know, I'm, right. not, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. Uh, tomorrow's gonna be a tough game. Also, uh, you really can't get mad at the season that we're having thus far because uh, again, nobody expected it. Yeah. And, I mean, when I started hearing Jason Kidd get praised from the same people who were shitting on him a year ago, including myself, like sure. Can't can't argue with the lot. We were competitive tonight, and that's all I can ever ask for. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I I think he maybe the only thing I would, and this is the only criticism I would level at him because I think they did a nice job on Giannis in the third quarter, which was like schematically different. Yeah. Um, I wish he would have called a timeout a little earlier, but he was trying yeah. to he was trying to buy Kyrie time. He's yeah. trying to buy because Irving was cooking with gas, and it's like he needed to get him rest, but. I just wish yeah. they would have drew, like called a timeout and drawn up a play for Luca, done something. But he hoards those timeouts, and it's every coach for, is like this. It's it's hard what? to get too bitchy about it. Like, did they use their challenge? That might have been the only thing where I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Though it's yeah. kid, kid, kid was not the problem tonight at all. No, nah, he, he's not. And then at, with what we have, when you play these uh, big guys that are going to put their head down and bulldoze down the lane. What are you gonna do, Zion, Giannis? Yeah. Like you know, what are you gonna do? So they they were competitive tonight. We lost, whatever. We're still nine and four. We're off to an amazing start. Just hope these guys can keep rolling. So thanks for joining, man. Congratulations yeah. again. Get some rest. Likewise, man. <laughs> I no, I will never get sleep again. I've just I've, <laughs> I've just I've just decided I'm and my kid's even a sleeper. But it's like after I he he woke up and I I, I fed him from three thirty to four. Not bad, half an hour. 
Yeah. But then I was just up. I'm yeah. like, God dang, come on, yeah. self. It's hard. It's, it's hard going back to sleep, man. I don't know <laughs> the the women who do, you know, like because burden, you know, my wife is trying. Like, I'm trying to help her, but I don't know how these women do this. This stuff's hard. Nah, my wife is in there pumping right now, man. God bless her. <laughs> That's right, man. All right, we'll talk soon. You have a good one. All right, man. You too. Okay, let's go to Brian. Actually, you know what? Before we bring Brian up, I have to shill. Hit the like button on the stream. Helps me out. Subscribe. Also helps Josh and I out. Uh, tell your friends to join this. The 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 touch grass movement, where this is the closest thing we can get to until I work up the balls to have a real live show in Dallas and get booed at and yelled by real people. Uh, maybe we'll do it, though. Uh, but I appreciate you all hanging out. It's a little, you know, nobody likes to lose, but we're going to have fun anyway. So we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Brian, what's going on, man? Kirk, how are you, brother? Okay. You know, a little vodka tonic here. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I wish. I don't have anything to drink right now, but I'll probably go make something later. Uh, but on to the game. Joshua Benjamin Green. Your time is up. His, his middle name is Benjamin? Benjamin. Your time is up. Ben, we're going to call him Benny. Until he was, until he's good again, he's Benny Green. I've seen enough, Kurt. I gave him ten games and I gave him an extra three. He's had one passable game, and he's been asked the other twelve. He's been thoroughly outplayed by Dante Exum in at least seven of those games. Mm-hmm. I'm done, man. I'm tired. I mean, if when I'm in a bad mood, I think of him as 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 him and his really big Easter Island shaped head, and it's just like, what the fuck are you doing? Like what? What are you doing out here? You're just running around. The screen thing makes me actually upset because getting over screens is a thing he has been taught and he is not doing. You know, I just I, just, I, I know, know how, I know he's being taught. I don't know how. In one hand, like people that watch the team and pundits and media people can be like, "Yeah, Josh Green's a nice young piece. He's a nice three uh, and D guy. He's a nice. He's a solid defender or whatever." And then, um, like in the same breath, say. 
I don't know what's going on with Dallas's point of attack defense. All summer long, they said this. And it's like, okay, either you think he's good and he's the fucking point of attack defender, or you don't, and you know that what they're saying is bullshit. We haven't been able to reliably put him on any – we've tried, but we haven't been able to reliably put him on any of, like, the other team's lead ball handlers because we know that one screen and he's cooked. We all, we know that all it takes is, one like, five seconds off ball, and mm-hmm. he's just – his attention span is cooked. He's like running around. He's diving into the paint on drives from the corner. When Lively's down, who is he helping? Lively and Grant. What on is the he other helping? Side. They don't need your fucking help. No, it's and it's it's and again, guys. Like some people are probably like, "What are you talking about? These are NBA athletes. They can they can help and recover, help and recover." Green's not even like, and let's say he's not even diving into the paint. He's he's like six. He's like 18 inches off where he ought to be. And in the NBA, it's a you know, not to not to go, you know, Al Pacino in any given Sunday, but like the inches matter. Like it, it's just it matters when when you're covering guys, particularly when you're a short defender, anyways. He's just he's he's always a step late despite being fast and frenetic. And even when he gets there on time, man. These offensive players know all they got to do is raise their eyebrows and he's going to be five feet in the air and you've got a free shot because he jumps at every fucking thing. It's so annoying. I'm I'm so sick of it. I'm so tired. He and Pat Will have been having an ass off all season long. <laughs> we can just swap straight up. We, we throw, throw in a pig and a swap. I don't care. Go get Caruso. Get Drummond. Like, I'm just – get Maxi out of here too. I'm no more – scary ass shooters around two elite playmakers. I'm I'm sick of it. I'm done. I'm done with Josh. I'm tired of him. Wow. I'm so, I'm so done. Wow. Maybe I should have stuck to my guns a season longer and I'd be and I'd be right cuz I just I, I always caved. <sighs> I caved. But but it's because we we all believed in the glimpses, man. Like we were all sold when they gave him the extension. I had been yelling for weeks at that point, why hasn't this extension been done already? Mm-hmm. And now I look fucking stupid. I thought that we had a steal of a deal. I thought he got underpaid. Yeah. He's not worth well, the money that he's getting right now. Well, I mean, it's an extension, so he's technically still on his rookie contract. Well, go, slated to get. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, So that, that's annoying. I'm, I'm at the point, quite honestly, where it's like, all of his minutes can be split up between Dante X and Omax. That's where I'm at right now. Like Omax can go out there and run around too. At least I know he's not going to get caught up on every fucking screen that comes his way. He's going to be a man and get around it and actually stick like to his matchup and get a good contestant. Josh is, um, I've had enough, man. I've seen enough. I'm tired. <laughs> Tim Luca is working too hard. Kyrie is working too hard. Lively and Grant are working too hard. Tim is working entirely too hard to carry the lineups when Luca isn't out there and it's Kyrie and Tim and Josh and like Dwight and whatever other fourth person that's in there. Like what I'm tired of it. You're tired. I'm, well, I'm, so, I'm so well, I made fun of Josh Green's head. Now I now I need to make fun of Luca for a second because Number one, I think the the mustache and beard thing Luca has going works. I really do. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he needs to like grow some mutton chops, like my man Brandon, who's who's coming up here next. Brandon, you're going to show us your beard. Luca needs to grow what you have. It's but one of the things Luca needs to stop doing is he looks like 
a, a kid like like on an AAU team that that has a seven a.m. basketball game and he's like struggling to get up because it's like he he needs a fresh cut. So like when his his beard is mangy, his mustache is mangy, and his head is mangy. His fade is always too high. His, his fade, fade oh is always God. too high. It's, it's way too high. Well, with to this beard that. look, I'm okay. Like it'd be fine, but like right now, like he's got bed head, like nobody's business, and he looks like like I would be so like. If the Mavericks had won tonight, I was I was I'd planning on coming here and being like, "You guys got taken to school by a guy wearing a white undershirt, like a loose white undershirt, not a form fit." Like it was like, like like the it makes me think of uh, like Hoosiers where they're running the picket fence and all these like just is it like Luca looked hilarious tonight. My wife was like, "Why is his armband that big?" And, I don't know. And he Greg, was this is not in insulting Luca. I love Luca to pieces. It's just his yeah. look. He does not look like one of the world's best basketball players. And it is so funny to me every time I see it. No, I feel like he put the shirt on specifically for Dane. Because if I remember correctly, in his second year, he beat the shit out of the Blazers randomly wearing a shirt under his jersey. I don't I, I feel like I that hope has something so. to do with it because I don't take. know why. Look, Matt that, that's the only the connection says, I can make. This is a great comment. Luca in Milwaukee for one day and went native. That is. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, nah. Like, it, as soon as he started sweating and that scalp got wet, it started looking like, I was like, brother, is your hair thinning up? No, nah, come on. We're not doing that, man. Well, no, because my goal for Luca and his hair is too thin because he's losing it up here. I wanted mm-hmm. him to have like the SEC frat bro haircut where it's real long and bushy and going with the beard where he looks. Because it's like for a moment he looked like Travis Kelsey. Because like Travis Kelsey with the mustache, where we're like that man is turning off his body cam every time. You know, he, yeah, no, Travis mustache has gone like full cock. Yes, it's I don't creepy. Know if you want to go that it, far. Like, yeah. like I don't want Luca to have that. Like I want Luca to have like look like Brad Davis in 1984. Like I want something absolutely just <laughs> in, like so absurd. Like, and I know I'm completely just off the engulfing rails here. his mouth. <laughs> Yeah, just yes, yeah, something because you, you know, and for those of y'all who don't know, what like Google Brad Davis Mavericks, and he just looks astoundingly awesome. Nobody looks like this anymore in the NBA. Everybody's very we got arm sleeves, we look cool. Nobody looks like insanely stupid, and that's what I want. I, I need it. I need yeah, it. Yeah, now Brad had a mini broom on his face. So oh, that's man, funny. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> Brian, you got anything else for before I move on? Uh hey man, be kind to Derek Lively. He went up against two of the best bigs in the league tonight. That's true. I've I've seen some tweets where it's like I don't know, man. Live it, brother. We're talking about the contact. He's twelve yeah. years old. He'll be fine. Be nice to Derek Lively. That's right. Your two stars showed up and played together. So I don't want to see nobody tweeting and yelling at them, talking about, oh, how could you lose this game? Oh, these two free. Well, see, I, I'm glad I didn't tweet out a lot of my thoughts because in that first half, and I just don't say anything anymore because I'm afraid of the Kyrie Irving accounts and the, the everybody that gets mad when they're like, ah, Kyrie Irving. He was really bad again. And then hit 15 of his next 20 shots. Yeah, and no, they were like, 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 what the shit is this? Like, he was at least being aggressive. So I was giving him that. The shots mm-hmm. just weren't falling. The first half. Yeah. Luca had a couple stretches. Mm-hmm. No, Luca was bad. To close the first half. Yeah. And then late in the fourth, where I was like, brother, you are trying to lose us this game. Cut that shit out. Whereas, kind of, whereas like, Get back that was on like, defense. The, the calls aren't coming. Stop yelling no. about it. Don't worry about it. Some of the shots Kyrie made tonight, like that and oh, one yeah. off the loose ball was absurd. Oh, yeah. Where he the crossed the middle the of the lane. Oh, my God. I love, I love watching that shit. Anyway, yeah, thanks so much, play. Brian. We'll talk tomorrow, I hope. Thanks for having me, dude. Yes, sir. Okay, coming up next is Brandon. 
Brandon, you gotta you gotta model a beard for us here because yours is good. Like your mine's, I I trim mine too much because itchy. But like we need, do you know what I mean with the Luca beard? Don't you think Luca would look like both ridiculous and great with a big beard? Luca got to own it like Gardner Minshew does. He, mm. he 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 uh he made the he made the mustache popular. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, and Luca, he's doing good. I'm really glad with the yeah. the facial hair weirdness. I I just. I, it's a long season, and you know, like you've been a Mavs fan forever. The Dirk Nowitzki haircut variety is yeah. a really underrated part of Dirk's legacy. It's like you Google Dirk Nowitzki haircuts, you get some crazy stuff. Like my wife never once has said, like she saw him at the Hall of Fame ceremony. She's like, "This is the best he's ever looked," because yeah. all of his earlier haircuts are kind of heinous, and it's great. It's I would love for Luca to go through the same trajectory. What do you got for us tonight, my man? Yeah, man, Brad Davis. He's a he's a cowboy true and through. He. University of Wyoming had the mustache, went to Dallas, kept the mustache. So I followed him from college. Wow. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm gonna pull, I'm gonna pull up an image of Brad Davis while we're talking. So tell me, tell me what you're thinking though. What do you think about tonight's game? Man, you know what? I'm just thinking about the season. And you know, I think a lot of it, not a lot of it, but some of it goes back on Luca's leadership ability. Cause think about some of the stuff that the maps could have corrected that, you know you know, kind of, you know, leaders would have been on their players' heads about like uh, Derek Lively had a moving screen and, and, you know, some of the wild jump passes that, that Josh made and, and just some of the stuff that Dallas could have corrected. I think Mm -hmm. if Luca would have kind of, you know, gotten their ear and said, Hey guys, we got to clean this up, you know, but it just seems like Luca isn't that vocal type of leader. To me, it seems like he's a leader with the ball in his hand as opposed to, you know, maybe like a Kobe or – well, he won't ever be a Kobe or a Kobe or like a Chris Paul, somebody that's more vocal that's going to, you know, be on those guys' heads about stuff. Yeah. Um, a lot of that stuff I feel like was correctable. And one thing that stood out is, like, it was in the fourth quarter and Luca didn't get a call and he's playing defense, but he's also complaining to the ref and it's like, what, two minutes, one minute left? Yeah. I'm like, you know, you, you, you're calling out the referees and it's only like – a five point lead and you're complaining, but you're also playing defense, you know, that being so, being so long in the league, you know, it, it comes a time when you got to get past that. And, yeah. You know, it's, that goes back to his leadership style. So, you know, I'm kind of hoping that Luca develops some, cause right now I don't, I don't see a lot of it that, you know, I see it as a, you know, a phenomenal basketball player, but it's like a floor general. I see a lot of stuff that can change in his game. Yeah. And that's like, They've talked a lot about how Grant Williams has assumed that role. Yeah. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but I also think it's more like <clears throat> you want it to, and maybe Grant Williams really is one of their best three players, but like you want that guy, you know, like Jason Terry, I think did that a little bit for the Mavericks back in the day. And then Jason right. Kidd did for sure. When he was on the team, Dirk never was really that guy. So it's like, you, you got to find somebody that gets him going and then can really, bu- and can really pull them in. I just, I understand what you mean. It's this. This was one of those games where a couple of things go differently, and maybe you feel different. So it's like when the the mistakes that you're thinking of and that you've mentioned just a few seconds ago just stand out all, all a little more. And one thing I noticed, and it could have been before the half, when Powell was defending high and he was on Dame. Dame had problems with that size. If you think about it, Dame didn't warm up until. You know, Powell was off of and he was being guarded by smaller players. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like Kid had did that intentionally to put size around Dame because I believe it was either Lively in and Powell. It was Powell and somebody else had some size on him. 
that right. was, you know, in Dame's face, and he was having problems with that. And it seems like whenever kid went away from it, you know, intentionally or unintentionally, that's kind of when Dame got warm. So I kind of I'm wondering if kids going to be able to recognize some of the stuff like that that they could have they could have done better. Yeah. I mean, this game has a lot of tape if they actually go back and view it that I think they'll learn some lessons from. Um, and I think this was Josh and I's show. It's already bleeding together. But the Mavericks didn't run a lot of actions in the fourth quarter. There's a lot of my turn, your turn. And granted, Kyrie scored almost every time, so it's not a complaint. But the actions that they've been running were getting great shots. The Mavericks just didn't hit them. So I would, I would like to... You know, uh, there's lessons learned from this game. I see Brad uh, Townsend has his post up. He got some some good post game quotes from the team. I, this is one that they will wish to have back. But then they, you know, frankly, they need to go. They need to go close out. Um, who who are we playing tomorrow? We're playing uh, Sacramento seven and four. Uh, who they have a, about a 500 road record right now, so that they have a chance to get one back. Yeah. And hopefully they hopefully they'll bounce back. It seems like they got a they got a. They're pretty consistent this year with, you know, lose one, win one, win one, lose one. So hopefully they'll get that game back. Right. I'm just hoping that they, you know, kind of look at tape and see what they could have done better. Um, but I don't know, man. I was looking at Josh Green and, you know, looking at that jump pass and, and kind of like how he's, you know, kind of all over the place. It's just like I just feel like his raw talent out there. It's not something that, you know, um, um, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get Josh Green. So I would I would keep him on the roster but to me josh green would be right back in cleanup minutes you know if if he's not outperforming exum or you know heck even seth because you can't really say that he's giving you more than what seth would shooting wise or just you know his contribution overall on the, on the court um so with him i like that take i like that take because i really feel like the mavericks have given green a lot of rope right. and he hasn't they need to take a step back and right. say, all right, let's make you know. He, he had, he he deserved the chance, mm-hmm. but he's not made enough with the chance. Right. So let's let somebody else who's earned a shot get some more minutes. I think they're keeping him in there based off of hope, hoping that he can evolve into what they wanted him to be. Because mm-hmm. think about it like so this: too. they hoped that Jalen Brunson would turn into the player that he was. But the thing is, that dude was. Number one, whenever he came out of NCAA, he was like top dog, scoring and, and everything. Josh Green was just, you know, a Duke player. So you're hoping that a, a Duke player does Arizona. NCAA, but it's not, you know, they're trying to make something fit that's not happening. So they didn't really, you know, if you think about it, he didn't get developed in summer league. He was thrown into the league, thrown into big minutes. Yeah. And kind of like with Hardy. Hardy was able to develop a little bit and it's starting to show, but Josh was thrown into the big game and, I don't know with him being Josh if it was conducive to his ability to you know play better. And to me, it seems like it's not. So, you know, giving him cleanup minutes and let him you know slowly inch his way back into the lineup would be the best fit. Because you know, well, I wouldn't get rid of him. I probably reference this movie every twenty games, but I think a lot about the movie The Replacements with Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a scene where they're all talking about quicksand as a sports concept and and josh green is in quicksand right now nothing he can do works and and he's got to find a way out of it and i think kid has been pretty brilliant as a coach about putting players in positions to succeed 
Mm-hmm. I really, really think that. Carlisle kind of, when he didn't like a guy, you were dead to him. Mm-hmm. But Kid seems to kind of go back to the well with certain guys. And I hope that if they did decide to reduce his minutes, they would then put him in those positions where he can get that confidence back because it's painful out there. Man, he he look he looks like a quarterback who's had his bell rung too many times and is like looking over his shoulder, like hearing footsteps. It sucks. Like he he feels it seems like he's shooting a lot more. Like he feels like he needs to shoot, mm-hmm. so he's shooting out of out of desperation. But you know what? And that's a good point about about Carlisle because I feel like he micromanaged timeouts, he micromanaged players, but in some aspects it worked. And I feel like Josh is one of the people he would have to micromanage to get him to play successfully because he's shown that given the ability to you know go out there and 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 play at his own you know pace you know kind of with the flow of the game it's not working because he can't find his pace the tempo is you know it's too different from him he tries to play the upbeat faster than the game and it's not working for him you know kind of like you were saying about hardy in the past he was playing faster than it was he was kind of out of control and josh he's still He's still kind of out of control, and it's, it's unfortunate because I don't think it's going to help him much. He's not developing a shot. He's not developing, you know, any inside-outside game or anything. Yeah, just kind of running around, getting cardio. Running around. And, and just one more thing, Kurt, man. Sure. I, I feel like the the Bucks were able to adjust in the second half. You know, Giannis started taking it more to the – granted, it's Giannis, and it's not much they can do against a guy right. that can do 40 at any time, but – you know, when it wasn't falling on the, you know, on the threes, you know, they started working them on the inside and that started, you know, Dallas started to, you know, having to play them on the inside and outside. You know, once again, Dallas showed an inability to play on the inside. It's just constantly they're driving and they're having to kick it out to three. Yeah. So I feel like Milwaukee's like, I'm not even worried about you getting in the paint. If you think about it, they didn't keep a lot of people in the paint. No, because like Lopez and Giannis were basically swatting everything that felt like an inside shot. That was that was really tough. They had the Mavericks thinking about that. They had the Mavericks thinking about it. And- like Dwight Powell was terrified. He was like, I am not going to put up this shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he kicked it out. And yeah, it was typical Dwight Powell, right? But I don't know. Hopefully they develop lively into some type of point present. I mean, paint present. He's young and, you know, there's plenty of time left. So, you know, yeah. hopefully he'll get a little, little hook shot or, you know, send Shaq down there with him or something. Well, man, thanks so much for hanging out. All right. Thank you, Kurt. All right. We're going to go to Krishna. Krishna, I am going to bring you up, and then I'm going to have to go pretty quickly because I hear my son, the baby, screaming oh. loudly. All right. And I, so what do you got for us? Nothing. This was a this was a brutal night for me, Kirk. I watched this game, and then I was watching the Stars game. Aww. And I don't know which was worse. The Stars were up 3 nothing. They let six goals in. To lose six three, pretty brutal. But you know, it's it's a long season. I agree with everyone that Josh Green has not been good. I, I I agree with Brandon. I think Josh just needs to sit at some point, like yeah, reduce his minutes. It, it feels like he's overthinking everything, and he's in his head. He's far too much in his head. Luca, it's still the immaturity stuff, and you know Grant has been really cold shooting it, which is a problem, but. I think a lot of it is some of the stuff, you know, that kid talked about in 22 when he said, oh, this is a young team. This is really a young team. Mm-hmm. This is this is a team with a lot of inexperience and you're relying on them to 
to win you games. And sometimes it's going to work. Sometimes it's not. That's just what happens. And you live and die by that sword in a way. And it's brutal. But I also think like you've talked about and Josh has talked about, not everything gets fixed in one season. Like you look at Minnesota and you say, oh, why can't we be like them? But Minnesota really didn't make any like moves or major roster changes. And the Mavs did in a way. And I think part of that is just adjusting to this. This is a game where, you know, last year, I, I think about last year's Milwaukee game where, you know, Dorian and Maxi played really great on Giannis. But yeah. those guys are not here anymore. They're not at the level they are, um, even if they were. And I, maybe Dorian, he seems like he's bounced back really well, which I'm happy for. But you got to move, you got to move forward in a way. And the one thing I do somewhat trust with this front office is it seems like they have an understanding of when they need to move off of players and get some residual value for, which is something I felt like we were so frustrated by in the past few years. So, you know, even seeing how this entire season goes, I'm not so worried about individual games. Right. I think it becomes nine and four. Yeah, exactly. I think it's it's good that you're winning games that you're supposed to, right? These losses become really brutal when you're losing games like Washington. Yes. And and you're not. You're you're beating teams that you're supposed to. So that makes a positive and look, it's it's small steps, right? Like I think we all want to win the championship this year, but not, yeah. inevitably 29 teams are not going to win no. it. And That's I think right. it's it's sort of a reversion of yeah, like that is that is terrible. 32% from three. Hey, that's like, like Grant Williams having a rough go from three lately, even though he's yeah, four of 10 tonight. Yeah. I mean, that's just what happens. It's not like Tim even shot terribly. Like four of 10 from three for most people. It's not pretty four, amazing. Like that's 40%. But yeah. you know, when you live and die by it, you, you died by it tonight and, and that's going to happen. And I think part of it is just, you need, you have guys like lively who needs to develop and you have got a guy like Omax who is going to take a while to develop. And I think that's, what's frustrating. And I get it. Everyone, we want to make the trade. We want to get the quick fix now. And I, I'm not saying you don't have to have that sure. like belief or you don't want to have that. I think it's just, it's frustrating, but I think it's going to take time and it's 82 games, man. Like I think well, in 22, like 21, 22, I don't think any of us would have seen the Mavericks getting to the WCF at, yeah, at all. That's and, true. And, so you got it. We just got to see where it goes. And I think if, if if at the end of this, you know, it's just as brutal, then I'll hold my hands up and say, look, I, I was wrong, but I've got some faith. I think there can be some adjustments and, and changes. And I think there's been a lot more positive in this time than the negative. So I, I'm not going to hold you up too long. Hopefully tomorrow goes much better. And I think the Kings will play a little bit more into the Mavericks hands. They're not as big as the Bucks are. So I think that helps, but sure. brutal back to back. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. That's it. Yeah, take care, Kirk. All right. Guys, like uh, Christian said, we'll be back tomorrow night. Josh and I will be back probably normal time. I would guess 9.30 for a 6.30 start time. Uh, I'll schedule those. I'm really bad. I'm, I'm getting really bad about guessing times for these, but I'm, I'm, I'll do my best. And then, you know, usually the live show, this one is about 15 to 20 minutes after that show ends. So uh, I'll have their... Have those up and ready to go. Head on over to MavsMoneyBall.com. You'll see my recap, which I wrote in about 10 minutes. So hopefully it's not total garbage. Uh, and we'll have some other posts up. Everybody be good. Go Mavs.